This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 17th of June. In your Squiz today, all eyes on China. Biden and Putin front up. Our minimum wage increase. And the power of a football star. This is your Squeeze Today. Claire, yesterday Taiwan reported that some 28 Chinese military aircraft had flown into Taiwan's air defence zone. That's an area outside of a country's territory, but where foreign aircraft are closely watched for national security reasons. That's the largest amount reported ever. And it's also part of a building concern about what's happening between China and Taiwan. Just a very quick background to that is that Taiwan is recognised by most of the world as a Chinese territory, although reluctantly, it's very complicated. Uh, But Taiwan really wants to be recognised as a sovereign nation and it's become a bit of a flashpoint in terms of China's ambitions. They're putting a lot of focus on uh, Taiwan and the plan to reunify it with the rest of China. Uh, Countries like the United States are watching it very closely and there's question marks about whether they will actually defend Taiwan against China. This, of course, has been building up quite Quite significantly since a lot of commentary has been made in the last week from democratic leaders about China. Yeah, China has been the topic of conversation this week with that G7 meeting of the UK, US, Canada, Japan, France, Italy and Germany condemning China for using what they said were non-market policies and practices to impact economies. They also took them to task over human rights abuses against the Uyghur Muslims. They called for Hong Kong to remain autonomous and they also expressed concerns, Claire, about China's military step up in the Taiwan Strait. Now here we are. And also then when we get into this week, uh, leaders from the big NATO meeting, which is uh, quite a lot of Europe and, of course, across to North America, uh, they formally scolded China for becoming a constant security threat. In response, China said that it will hold the line that it will unswervingly defend our sovereignty, security and development interests. Interesting one for Australia, as of course, we're in the same region geographically speaking as China and Taiwan. And in fact, French President Emmanuel Macron met with our Prime Minister in Paris yesterday. He publicly reiterated that Australia is at the forefront of tensions that exist in the region, that we're also at the forefront of threats and sometimes of intimidation, that's the quote, and that France stands by our side in that. While that was going on, US President Joe Biden and Russian President Vladimir Putin were meeting Claire, not for the first time. Biden has a fairly long history with Russia in various roles, but it was the first time as president. Exactly. And it was an opportunity for the two to come together. Relationships between the US and Russia have been particularly fraught. Uh, They haven't even had ambassadors in each other's capitals. Uh, The talks will rectify some of that. But what the plan was, was really just to front each other uh, and to really set a baseline about where they're going to go from there. What Biden said is that it was a good and positive discussion and that he came 
and did what he wanted to do, and that was to lay out his worldview and tell Putin directly that America would respond to action, he says, that impairs our vital interests or those of our allies. So that really is a a line in the sand saying, if you do the wrong thing, we won't back down. Uh, What Putin said for his part is that they're not doing anything wrong, that any issues in the relationship have been started by the US, but he said that it was generally a positive discussion as well. That meeting went for three odd hours, sounds long to me, but was shorter than scheduled, Claire. That took place, as we said yesterday, in Geneva in Switzerland. Casting our minds back to nearly a month ago now, Claire, when a ceasefire between Israel and Gaza was agreed to. Yesterday, though, that seems to have been broken when, in retaliation to Hamas releasing incendiary balloons from the area, Israel carried out airstrikes on Hamas militant targets in Gaza. All the news headlines, Claire, are talking about these balloons. I had to Google what they were, and as I understand it, they are literally balloons that have bombs attached. This is all happening in the context of new leadership for Israel. Yeah, and what happened with those balloons is sometimes they drop bombs, but these caused multiple fires apparently near the Gaza border, which of course is very concerning when fires are started in populated areas. Lots of discussion about how this all started. But as you say, this is in the context of new leadership in Israel and a real test for the new Prime Minister, Naftali Bennett. Yeah, he only took office on Sunday, so he really is brand new. As for casualties, none have been reported from either side. Back home, Claire and Victoria is inching its way out of lockdown restrictions. Another step tomorrow. No more masks outdoors and the travel limit is gone. And some people can go to the footy. If you're in Geelong and you're a Geelong Cats fan and want to get along to see the Western Bulldogs game tomorrow night, you'll be able to do that. If you're one of 7,000 lucky spectators, there was a bit of disappointment that that wasn't going to be a bigger spectacle given there are cases limited in Melbourne. There hasn't been anything in Geelong. Uh, When it comes to Victoria, though, there's still new cases coming through. Three reported yesterday. Cases all also in New South Wales that has authorities there on high alert. Yeah, everyone in Sydney will know that a new locally acquired case was reported yesterday. Looks like it's a man who came into contact with an international flight crew through his work as a driver. A household contact of the man also tested positive overnight. Claire, one thing that's been few and far between of late are pay rises, but yesterday the Fair Work Commission announced the minimum wage will be lifted by 2.5% to $20.33 an hour. And it depends what side of the ledger you sit on about whether that's a good thing or not. The business sector has described it as a really bitter pill to swallow, particularly for businesses that have been savaged by the pandemic. They were hoping for a rise to the minimum wage of just 1.1%. The unions, though, were hoping for a 3.5% increase. They also described the result as extremely disappointing. It's a decision that affects 2.2 million Australian workers. Uh, they'll get a pay bump of that 2.5%. Yeah, it really depends who you ask as to whether this is a good thing or a bad thing. As for when that will happen, the rollout on that will start from the 1st of September, so a little later this year. 
Claire, I saw this early yesterday morning and I had a feeling it would be a bit of a thing. Cristiano Ronaldo fronted a press conference at the Euros and spotted a couple of bottles of Coca-Cola on the bench in front of him. He's said to be a health-obsessed kind of guy, so not a fan of Coke. He removed the bottles from shot and the effect for the business was very, very real. (laughs) Yes, it was. It had an instant uh, fall to its share price at the order of about 1.6%, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but Coca-Cola as an international company is worth somewhere in the range of $240 billion. So you take a percent and a half off that, it's around $5 billion. So a very expensive action that he took, very purposefully replaced those Coke bottles with water. He seems to like um, just plain straight water rather than any sort of fizzy drink. I guess that's how he became one of the best soccer players in the world. He's also obviously got such a huge influence. Coca-Cola, for their part, took it well. They issued a statement saying that everyone is entitled to their drink preferences. Problem now, though, Claire, is that the act has been mimicked by others. Another sponsor of the tournament, Heineken, was removed by another player. It's become quite the thing. (laughs) Shortcuts this week, Claire, is about cyber attacks. So what they are and who is responsible for them. So criminal gangs, countries themselves, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's something that's being talked about more and more. Certainly it is with us at the Squiz and it's coming through in the news. So good to get some basic concepts down and just have a look at who's behind some of this. Yeah, there's a bit of advice that we've gathered from some experts on how to help protect yourself as well in that shortcut. Put that on your listening list. We also have a shortcut on Taiwan and also on Israel and Palestine, both topics we've covered in the podcast today. Squeeze the day, Claire, job numbers. Job numbers are out. Job data for May. We'll have a look at what employment and unemployment have done in the recent past. Love a bit of data on that very, very riveting note. We'll sign off for today, your last day for the week, Claire, but Simone and I will be back tomorrow. week our podcast is brought to you by aware super superannuation can sometimes feel like just another overwhelming life admin chore but as a member of aware super you'll have access to lots of free online tools to help you like their my retirement planner which allows you to see how much you might need for retirement and comes with an easy to understand plan of how to get there read the pds and tmd at aware.com.au